Welcome to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to hit the subscribe button and find us online at theridgecc.com. At our website, you can catch up with everything that's happening at The Ridge, watch previous messages, and learn more about who we are. If you want to watch services live, you can catch them every Sunday via our online community at live.theridgecc.com. We hope this message inspires you to take the next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody. Good to be back with you. Hope you had a great summer. And it's really hard for me to say that because it's in the past. But I want to begin our fall season by asking you a personal question. How's your faith doing? The reason I ask you that question is because the last 17 or 18 months have had a huge impact on our habits and our routines, our mental health. It's caused a lot of reshifting of priorities and mindsets. And that has had a ripple effect on our faith. Do you remember where you were when the world just started shutting down? I do. I was in Illinois meeting with this great organization we partner with, and we were talking about how to open up more campuses and churches in the future when I get word that we would have to close our physical locations. You know, after everything had been shut down for a while, I had people secretly confess to me how nice it was to work from home, how freeing it was to not have all the normal obligations of life and to be able to spend quality time with their families. But what started out as a necessity soon became a routine and a habit and even an excuse to kind of check out of responsibilities. And perhaps you're having a hard time getting back to what used to be important to you. So how's your faith doing? Many of you, if you were completely honest, you would say, Mark, my faith is floundering. You may not say floundering, but you would say, well, I'm I'm struggling. I'm not motivated. I've taken some steps back even. And with all the stuff that's happened to me and in our world, it's just really hard to have faith altogether. Or you might say, it's not a priority anymore. Other things have taken its place. Now, the good news, if you would say that, is you are not alone in this. Research shows that one out of every five people who attend a church on a regular basis pre-COVID, they've stopped attending church altogether. So let me ask you again, how's your faith doing? Today, we are beginning a series called Reboot that I pray is going to snap you out of your faith funk. You know, most of us know what a reboot is because, well, we have a computer. My work computer, because of all the tech issues it has, it's an old, old computer, it has to be rebooted at least three times a day. A reboot is when a running computer needs to be restarted for some reason. The reality is, is that this last season for many of us has been hard and it might continue to be hard. And we've lost some things in the process. So you know what we need? We need a reboot. So over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about four spiritual practices that will help us reboot our faith so that we can go from a floundering faith to a flourishing one. And with everything that's still going on in our world, flourishing is exactly what not only we all want, it's what we all need. Four practices to reboot your faith. Now, this first practice is the easiest of them all to do, but I believe it's the most overlooked practice. Now, this practice is found throughout the scriptures, and we're going to look at a passage in Psalm 92. Here's what the psalmist writes. He says, the righteous. Now, when he says righteous, he's not talking about people who are perfect or those who have it all together. He means this, those who are committed to walking through life 
with God. This is more than I believe in God. This is I'm going where God is going. The righteous will flourish. And there's our word. Flourish means thriving, growing, prospering. That those who are committed to walking with God, they will thrive and they will prosper and they will grow. The righteous will flourish like, and then he compares it to two trees. He says, a palm tree. Then he says this, they will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. He says two trees, a cedar and a palm tree. Now cedars were known for their durability. They were also pleasant to look at and smell. So flourishing faith is faith that is durable, that's strong. It's pleasant to be around. It's long lasting. Also, he says like a palm tree. Now the palm branch of the palm tree was always symbolic of of triumph and, and victory. In the Corinthian Olympic Games, whenever someone would win the games, they would be presented with the palm branch. It was their version of the gold medal. So when I asked, how is your faith doing? If you answered it's floundering, you meant something like this. It's, it's fragile. It's unsure. I've got constant doubts and fears. He would say you feel defeated and discouraged and maybe even apathetic or indifferent towards God. But if you said it's flourishing, you would say this, you have challenges and struggles, but you're growing. You're not overcome with fear all the time. This isn't, you know, kind of going around, well, this is the end times. The economy is going to tank. Or, you know, Republicans are all evil. Democrats are all evil. You know, there's struggle and there's doubt, but there's also life and there's strength. There's victory. There's impact. The psalmist then tells us who will flourish. He says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted. Those who are planted are those who flourish. Now, you need to recognize that your life is like a seed that has tremendous potential. And a seed, any seed, has potential to grow, to thrive, to multiply, to produce fruit. But a seed like this one here, that is not planted, that just lies dormant, it's unproductive, unfruitful, and you know what? It's useless. A seed can only grow if it's planted. And so the psalmist says, planted in, listen to this, the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. Now, when he says house of the Lord, he means committed to go to the temple. You know, they are committed to the community that is committed to walking with God. Now, for us, the house of the Lord is not the temple, but the local church, that those who flourish plant their seed in a local church. Now that word church, we throw that word around all the time, but the word church actually comes from a Greek word. It's a Greek word, ekklesia. So let's speak a little Greek together. Say it with me, ekklesia. That's right. And it means this. It means a physical gathering of people with a shared purpose. You see, we think church is something we go to. The church isn't something we go to. If you go to church, well, guess what? Then you can leave the church. The church isn't a destination. It's a people. It's a community. We don't go to church. We are the church. And we are called by God to flourish for the sake of this broken, hurting world. So you know what? You don't go to church. You are planted in a church. You know, when you think of the word planted, it carries this idea. It carries this idea of permanence, of being committed to. Now, 
Keeping this in mind, this leads me to the first spiritual practice of planting your seed in a local church so you can flourish. And many of us throughout this last season, if we're honest, we've either stopped or we've cut back on this altogether. Here's the first practice. Regularly attending a service. Now, I say that, and here's what I don't want this to be. I don't want this to be the guilt talk, you know, where you say, all right, you need to be at church more. You know, this isn't what this is. This is way more than that. In the New Testament, we see this was a very important spiritual practice in the early church. Here's how Luke describes it in the book of Acts. He says this, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Now, the temple courts, this was the place for them for their their large gatherings. And they met every day. Now, you might be thinking, are we going to have it every day? (laughs) I just scared some of you, right? You know, here's the thing. Yes, because with the beauty of technology, we actually can. Now, why was this so important to them? Well, here's why. They knew that when they were a part of a regular gathering like this, that they were putting themselves in a very unique environment for their faith to flourish. You know, as I was preparing this message, I was thinking about just some of the life-changing steps I have taken in my faith journey. And as I was thinking about some of these, many of them were inspired in a service gathering like this. It was during a service that I decided to start serving. Uh, The church that I was uh, planted at at the time they had these teams, they were called healing teams. And what that meant that they prayed for people who needed, you know, physical hearing, healing and emotional healing and so on. And so I thought that's where all the cool people hung out. And so I wanted to see people healed. So I decided to sign up for being on a healing team. <laughs> well, it wasn't long before I was told by the, the lead of the healing team that I would be a much better greeter. It was at a service. I made a decision to be baptized and was actually baptized in a service. At a service, I heard a small group message and I heard stories of people who were in small groups. And so I decided to take that step and be in a small small group. And you know, it's been life-changing for me. I learned about at a service what it means to be truly generous. And I started to tithe, which has been a huge step. And I've not, not looked back since. I went on my first mission trip because of a conversation I had while at a service. And to this day, I can still remember the entire service where my wife Donna and I, we made the decision for me to leave my corporate job and become a pastor. And so I can still remember the pastor was reading this passage from the Old Testament book of Isaiah. And in this passage, Isaiah hears God ask him, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah responds to him. He's like, send me, here I am, send me. And Donna and I, we've been wrestling with this decision for months. And so we both felt God say to us, Hey, whom shall I send? And we're just looking at each other. We're like, man, send us, send us. And we cried like babies and the rest is history. You see, God does something unique in this environment because this environment is unique. This past summer, I took one of my kids to a Skillet concert. Now, if you know who Skillet is, Skillet is a heavy metal Christian band. Uh, I had never listened to Skillet before, but if I was going to you know, take him there and I wanted to be somewhat familiar with some of their music, which I wasn't, uh, I decided a couple days before to start watching a bunch of Skillet videos on YouTube. And I'm watching these videos, you know, I'm like, okay, it's fine, but nothing great. Well, we get to the concert and we get the opportunity to meet the band, which was a, a really cool opportunity. And then we get ready for the concert to start. And so we start weaseling our way up to the seventh row. Then the band comes out 
And just the, just the sound of live music and just the lights and the energies and the stories they told, the people singing and even the mosh pit. It was awesome. Well, the next day, I decided to watch more of their YouTube videos. Now, I liked them and I was more interested in them. You know why? Because of the experience I had at the concert. The experience of being there created a deeper connection which inspired me to take steps in becoming a Skillet fan. God does something unique in this setting that he doesn't do anywhere else. The experience of being here, and not just the music and, and the message, but the other people that are here. And just seeing and knowing what God is doing in, in their lives, you know, that's meant to create a deeper connection in you, which should inspire you to take next steps to follow Jesus. Now, if you watch online and you watch online on a regular basis, we're so glad that you are part of, of the Ridge Community Church. And I just want to encourage you to, if you don't do it already, to, to try to join a live stream where our chat, chat team and others gather and can connect together and you can connect with others digitally. Or, you know, you might try to host a watch party where you can experience the service with other peoples or people. Or if you live in the area, begin to transition to an in-person gathering at a location when you feel comfortable. If we want a flourishing faith, and I hope you settle for nothing less than that, we need to regularly attend a service. What's, what's regular? Well, in America, the average church attender actually attends once out of every four weeks. But think about this, one out of four? I mean, you're not gonna flourish in anything if that's all you do. Can you imagine a kid who goes to soccer practice one out of four times? I mean, is he going to flourish in soccer? No. So what's regular? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a number as much as it is a mindset. You know, most of us approach attending a service like this. Are we going to church today? Nah, I don't know. I'm busy. There's a lot going on. I'm tired. But when we're planted, our mindset is, we're going to church today, right? Well, yeah. Well, why wouldn't we? Because the church is who we are. It's a community where we're a part of. We don't ask ourselves if we're, we're going because you know what? It's a non-negotiable. Now, I mentioned earlier that this spiritual practice is the most overlooked. And so what I want to do is I want to spend a few, the few minutes I have left answering some questions that I hope will help you get the most out of this practice because it's overlooked and it often becomes routine and we just kind of go through the motions. But as we do this spiritual practice, the goal isn't just, you know, checking off some um, box on a spiritual to-do list. The goal is flourishing faith. So here's some questions. Here's the first one. How should we gather? Now you're thinking, Mark, I know how to gather. I show up. And that's good. But if you want to flourish in your faith, we need more than that. Imagine if I want to get in shape. And I, am I just going to show up at the gym and just watch everyone else work out? No, showing up is important. But if I want to get in shape, I need to actually work out. I need to participate. You know, many of us show up for a service, but we don't fully participate. The level of your participation will determine the level of your planting. And so let me do this. Let me challenge you to do some things that when, when you're watching or when you're here, that you do more than show up. Here's what I want to challenge you to do. 
come expecting God to show up. I think many times like we, we just kind of come to a service and go, oh, well, I wish God would, or I don't know if he will. No one wants you planted more than God. You know, when you're here, expect God to do something during that time. Second thing I want to challenge you to do, come with a posture of humility. Humility is living in the reality that I don't have it all figured out. Humility is there are areas of my life that are sinful and I need God's help if I'm going to have a flourishing faith. Listen, if you're coming here just to kind of validate the life you are already living, and then if it doesn't validate it, then you just kind of go away all angry, then listen, then you limit God and what he will do in your life. You know, if you want to take life-changing steps, you have to be open to changing your life. Final thing I want to challenge you to do is come ready to participate. When we gather, it's not meant to be the people on the stage and to perform for the people off the stage. We gather because we are all invited to participate together. You know, when, when the band is up here or you're watching the band, they aren't entertaining. They are inviting us to experience more of God together. So participate. And you know, if you think, well, Mark, I don't like singing. Listen, the singing isn't about your preference as much as it is about you learning to praise the one who gave his life for you. During the offering time, participate. It's an opportunity for you to trust God in the area that's often the toughest to trust him in in your finances. Participate in all the elements of the service. So I want to challenge you to think through how you come here. Here's another question. What happens when you are planted? What should we begin to experience? Here's what we should begin to experience. We develop roots and fruit. How's that for a cheesy answer? Now, we all know how important roots are when planting a tree. When roots are shallow and a storm hits a tree will fall down like this tree. You see, you can see why it's fallen. Shallow roots. It can't flourish because of its shallow roots. You know, for many of us whose faith is floundering right now, it's not because you're a bad person. It's just because you have shallow roots. You are not planted. And so when a storm hits or, you know, you read something on the news or online or you watch some video, your faith falters. Now, I want you to contrast this shallow roots idea to a redwood tree. Here's a picture of one. Look at the size of this baby. Hey, redwood tree, it grows up to 30 stories high. It's like three stories wide. And redwood trees, they don't, they don't go down when a storm hits. You know why? Their roots, check this out, they go to 100 to 150 feet down and out. And the roots of redwood trees, they actually intertwine. And so the different tree roots go out and they weave together with the roots of the other trees. I mean, that's why they grow. You know, you, you see this huge, growing, healthy individual tree because of the roots. Now, what you don't see is the root system and how it intertwines with the other root systems. And you know what? The same thing is true with people who are flourishing. You know, we tend to look at their lives and we think, man, you know, if they're so lucky. I mean, they just have it all together. I mean, things just kind of fall into place for them. I wish my life was great like theirs. Actually, their circumstances aren't any better. And they're not lucky. They're wise because they planted themselves in a church. They live 
by what the psalmist wrote when he wrote this. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. You know what happens when you're planted? The deeper roots will bear fruit. And I love what the psalmist says. He talks about old age. You know, we think as we get older, our culture tells us our impact gets less. <laughs> but flourishing faith, that's not true. Our impact doesn't get less. We will continue to flourish because we'll continue to be planted. And like a fine wine, we all get better with age. That God keeps using us to make a difference, to bear fruit. Now, you might be wondering this. Well, what if, Mark, you know, I feel like I've, I've planted myself, but I'm still not flourishing. You're like, I do attend. Almost every week, I still feel like I'm struggling. Give yourself some time and give yourself some grace. Earlier, I showed you a picture of a redwood tree. I mean, 300 feet high, 30 feet wide. Look at this tree. You see the redwood behind it? But check out that smaller tree in the front. You know, it looks, looks kind of lame. It's like the Charlie Brown Christmas tree, you know? Do you know what that tree is? It's also a redwood. It's a baby redwood. That tree is small, but it is growing. You give it time, and eventually it's going to be 300 feet high and 30 feet wide. And the same is true with you. Last and most important question. Why should I plant myself in a local church? Why do we do this? I mean, this is the why question. We don't come here for what happens here. We come here for what, what it'll cause to happen out there. You see, we don't come here to come here. We come here to leave here and to partner with God to make the biggest impact for the kingdom of God in the world that we live in. Listen, our community, our world is so broken and so hurting. And there's so much fear and there's so much pain in our world. I want you to have flourishing faith, not only because of what you will experience in your life, but also because our world needs flourishing people. It needs flourishing churches because our world needs Jesus. So let me ask you a few questions. Once again, first question, how's your faith doing? Are you planted? You know, this is the define the reality question because we can't change if first we don't define reality. And then here's the second question I want, I want to ask you. What does regularly attending a service look like for you? What's your mindset going to be? And how are you going to come here? Are you just going to settle for routine and, and consuming and kind of checking the box? Or are you going to come expecting God to work in your life? Are you going to come with a posture of humility and ready to participate? Here's what I want to challenge you as we begin our reboot series together. I want you to take any seed like this and I want you to put it in a place where you're going to see it daily because I want you to see this and be reminded. What do you want to do with your seed, with your life? And you can either do nothing with it or just continue to live with shallow roots or you can plant it in a way so it can develop deep 
roots. And you can flourish so God can do something great in your life because he wants to do something great in your life. You know, I'll be honest. There have been times over the last 17 or 18 months where I just felt like my faith was floundering. You know, it's just so easy to get sucked into all the negativity and the echo chambers and there's all sorts of uncertainty going on. You're kind of being pulled all over the place. I mean, it's just so easy to go through the motions spiritually. And I had to just reach a point, and I hope you'll reach this as well, where I finally said, I'm done with that. I want more. And I want more because here's what I know. Jesus wants more for us than that. And planting is hard. It's painful. And it's painful because growth is always painful. And so you know what the series is not? This isn't, okay, here's your spiritual things, and if you do these things, it's all going to turn out good. No, this is better than that. This is engaging your heart and engaging your mind and allowing God to grow you so you can flourish. The psalmist writes, the righteous will flourish, they'll thrive like a palm tree, victory, and they will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. It'll be durable and long-lasting, but they have to be planted. It's gotta be a commitment, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God, and they will still bear fruit in old age. I mean, this is a legacy type thing you'll be leaving, and they'll stay fresh and green, and here's the key, proclaiming, the Lord is upright. He's my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. Let me pray for us. Father, uh, this season has been tough. It's been challenging, and there's just so many things pulling at us. And Father, we admit that uh, maybe there's some habits that we've stepped out of, just some struggles that we have. Uh, Father, sometimes we just wonder who to believe, what to believe, where to go, and uh, what to do. And Father, for some of us, we've just kind of settled into this spot in our life where we've stepped away from some things that um, were causing our faith to flourish. And so Father, as we enter the fall, and as we go on this, this reboot journey together, I pray that there would be some decisions that are made, steps that are taking, where we would take our seed and we would plant our seed and we would plant it in a way that the roots would go down deep so that every single one of us would experience not a floundering faith, but if there's ever a time we need to experience it, it's now that we experience a flourishing faith, a faith that in the midst of struggles and all the stuff going on, that there's victory, there's impact, and there's growth. Father, that's my prayer for every single one of us, even for people that, are, that might be watching this and new to faith or checking faith out. Uh, Father, I pray that that would be the case. I thank you for this journey that we're gonna go on and what you're gonna do over the next couple of weeks and the decisions and the steps that will be taken because of it. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Rich Community Church's podcast. If you live in Southeast Wisconsin, we'd love to host you at one of our weekend services. For directions, service times, and more about our kids and students' environments, visit us at theridgecc.com. That's theridgecc.com.